So we begin with another episode of being black in America. Wait, before we start with how it is to be black in America, uh, I just want to say this is Raw Dog Shaw. Yeah, Brenda. I just want to say, <laughs> I just saw this well. thing on the gram. It's something you could say the gram, but you can't see the Instagram. Listen, sis, if you can't get it, let's just stop saying this, please. I just said, um, about this laddie who was with the, in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, the police tell him to sit on the sidewalk, we see him sitting on the sidewalk, and while he's sitting on the sidewalk, they tell him, put your feet out in front of you, put your feet out in front of you, and as he's like, then cross your feet, put your feet out in front of you, cross your feet, he crosses his feet, and as he's going to cross his feet, they tase him. They chased him. I don't know yep. what he did. The, it doesn't guy, even matter what he did, the though. His name is Sean Williams, 27 years old. The cops said that they were responding to a call that said that there was a man chasing three people with a bat. He was sitting on the sidewalk with his feet out. They kept saying, put your hands out, put your feet out. Put your hands out, put your feet out. Cross your legs. Conflicted information. Mind you. Two officers screaming at the same time. Mind you, the cop was behind him. He was sitting on the floor. So there was, like, no threat. And they tased him. The the mayor of Lancaster says they're going to do an investigation. Ugh. But the police say in so a over these investigations. that non-compliance is often a precursor to someone that is preparing to flee or flight with officers. He kept moving his legs in and out, in and out. And their response to him was a tasing gun. This is America. Thank you, Childish Gambito. <laughs> um, it's just, I, I don't know if we're getting, like, accustomed to this kind of stuff, but I don't know. I, I can never get used to this kind of shit. I don't know. Um, but this week has been a very sad week. Um, you know, many were touched by a story with a young man named Lisandro Guzman Felice, a 15-year-old boy. He was killed on June 20th um, by an alleged gang. So the way the story is being said, um, and the way everybody hears it, is that this 15-year-old boy was lured out of his house. I believe his friend, um, he told his mom, hey, mom, I'm going to give my friend $5. As he left the house and went down to the bodega, um, about six, seven, or eight um, gang members. Well, you only see five in a video, but of course there's other members that was in the cars or was outside. But they basically was running after him. He ran into the bodega on the corner on 183rd, I think, Bathgate Avenue in the Bronx. And you see him jumping over the counter to where the owner was to hide as these guys was chasing him. As the guys come in, they get him. I don't know if the owner was like, here he is or whatever. But they drag him out of the bodega. And who knows what transpires outside. Obviously, you know, based on the video, it says that, you know, they were stabbing him. These men had, like, machetes stabbing this kid up. The kid runs back inside the bodega to seek help, you know, like call the police or whatever. Blood is all over the place. The owner takes it upon himself and tells him to get out, pushes him out, and then closes his bodega, not allowing this kid to get help. Um, the thing about it is they're saying that this is, an, this is a mistaken identity, that there wasn't a, a sex video out there, which I, I did see the sex video. And according to the sex video, they really thought that um, this young boy was the person in the sex video and apparently the sex video was leaked and the girl that was in the video, um, apparently a family member of hers is in the Trinitario Dominican gang. And so what they're saying is this girl, this girl led them to him knowing that he was not the person, but that he looked similar to the guy that was actually in the video. Um, so sad. I mean, I don't know this family, obviously not. And 
it's just sad to know that this happened to this 15 year old boy, this child, and this was not meant for him. Um, Can we just take a moment and say when you said I saw the sex tape? That you mean you saw it in relation to this? It sounded almost like you just watch a random sex tape. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to say, that was my first no, no, no. Like, That was back in my day. Are you like, oh, sex tapes? <laughs> of course no, not. That was back in my day. She was watching the sex tape in relation to this. <laughs> yes, let's be clear on that. Okay? Don't just think that she's out here watching <laughs> sex tapes. Right. I mean, even sometimes it's a bit entertaining, but well, you we know. know. We, they say you got to watch it according to producer Pete. But I just want to say... <laughs> This specific date was in response to her watching this. But on a serious note, um, Shaw has been totally affected by this justice. I have. I have. She's been telling me about it probably since, like, last week. Like, we've got to talk about justice for Julia. (laughs) Julia needs justice. And I'm sitting here like, who's Julia? You know, I'll tell you why I didn't know in a while. (laughs) She's like, you didn't hear about this? You didn't hear about Justice for Judy. She, I mean, even looking yeah, at her right now. Sad. She, said she could almost break down into tears. Very and she sad. She never cries about anything. <laughs> so definitively. Because, no, you know, when you think about it, you just think about how, you know, people drop the ball in terms of what their responsibility is as a community member, as a human being. This store owner, and you know, as the kid comes into the store, he jumps in and after that, you see him on the phone, um, people are saying that, you know, he did not call the police, um, you know, and it's just like, how do you, and apparently you're saying that this kid owner, this store owner knows this kid like from young. I don't know how true that is. But the, regardless if you know him or not, you see somebody coming in to seek help, he could have locked his store door and, you know, try to prevent the guys from coming in. Even if he didn't react fast enough at that time, after the kid, the kid returned to the store, he could have let the kid in and call the police and wait, have the kid wait in the store as opposed to let him back out where he had to then run down to St. Barnabas Hospital and never made it inside because he died due to his um, to the gash in his neck, to his um, injuries. So that was just so sad. And to know this is a mistaken identity that a gang member would um, hit somebody up on Facebook or something, like gang members use social media to communicate, like what? And then say, hey, sorry about that. We got the wrong guy. Like, are you dumb? Like, how do you do such a big hit and it be the wrong person? Like, but you know, I think one of the main issues here is the fact that we as a people have become so desensitized to people's lives. And first off, for these people to be willing to kill somebody this way. I mean, this is not like killing somebody just like, you know, I'm going to shoot you and it'll be over. But to use a machete to kill somebody, that is like very... They could easily like, beat him up. Very, very thought provoking. And regardless of what, this brother got to realize that his sister may be the one to blame here. She was very Maybe. aware that she was doing this video, covering her face, and and still going forward, knowing that they were taping her. They wouldn't. She would not have been covering her face. She did not look like she was in distress. You never heard her saying, "Please stop. I don't want to do this." So Correct. she made a conscious decision to do it. And now you're penalizing, even if he was the right person. Why would he be penalized for doing this? And then you know, we go to a second issue where we as a people in America have become so desensitized to things that are not our problem. Watching other people die is like something like, as long as it happens on that side of the street and it does not affect me, I'm okay with it. But what happens when it hits home? That's the thing. That's the thing. And, you know, people are boycotting this uh, bodega. They're not going and down. And I believe, you know, it hasn't been opened up. It's been like a week. It hasn't been opened up. Um, you it's know. probably back to Dominican Republic. Yeah. Well. With its profits. <laughs> with the, but, you know, the family, they did get a great turnout with the GoFundMe. Um, the killers were um, well, apprehended. apprehended, thank God. 
Um, I think they got like seven or eight. Yeah, you saw the video of this guy like when they was reading because you know they were reading out like what he had on, what weapon he had. He was crying like, oh, like what, like nigga, please, what are you crying about? Like, were you thinking about that when you was chopping this nigga torso up? No, you was not. And you know the sad thing about it, this kid, fifteen years old, was in the Explorers Club. He wanted to be a police officer. His mother says all he ever wanted to be. And to look at this mother, she was very stoic. Like she was just. I couldn't ever She's imagine. But you, you don't think about this. Everybody was thinking what think, happened to them, right? But in this neighborhood, she probably knew that there was just a possibility that this could no, happen. No. Well, no. She but, she. but the thing about it, she did not. I don't think she was desensitized. She said, even when they asked on the news, like, hey, were you aware of the gangs and all that stuff? She was like, no. She said, I've been living here for 17 years. She's like, you hear people talking, but she's like, first of all, I know my son is a good kid. He's not into that kind of stuff. And it never was brought full circle to me. So she was not, I don't think she was desensitized. I think it's like, you know what it is? When somebody passes away, and I know of this because my brother passed, so much people is around you. You don't have a time, you don't have the time time to really grieve and be by yourself but after all of this is done it's really gonna hit her you know and um you know the funeral happened Carmelo Anthony and Lala came out I think it was Lala's birthday and she showed up which was very nice um celebrities made comments on it on Instagram Rihanna saying you know how sad it is and how they can't imagine the pain that this mother's feeling so you know Rest in peace, Junior. And, you know, at the end of the day, we say justice for Junior, and you say we get, we're, you know, we apprehended these killers, but in all reality, there's no justice. We've talked about this before. There's no Money justice. doesn't make justice. Nothing that other than seeing the person that you love sitting next to you, and there's nothing that could bring that back. Yeah. So there is it's no it. justice here. So. Never. I wish the mother all the best. We uh, need to go back to public hangings. <laughs> damn. <laughs> public hangings. <laughs> For real. Because jail don't mean nothing to nobody, sis. Well, I nothing. hope jail means something to these. I hope they bust their asses wide open every day. Every freaking day. And that's not even justice. They might like it. But public <laughs> really? hands, let's talk about it. <laughs> um, the next thing, this was a very sad that I heard about, was a Chicago teen. He was shot. I'm not sure if he was involved in the, the shooting or whatever it was, but this kid was shot, 17 years old. Um, and... Shot in the head. Shot in the head. Very sad. And so I guess when the paramedics showed up, they figured, hey, this kid is dead. He shot in the head. Threw a white sheet over him. Kept it moving. Was dealing with other victims that were wounded. And I guess, you know, you know how we bystanders do these days. Everything is recorded. We're standing watching. And his head moves. He's twitching under. And so, you know, one of the bystanders says, hey, this guy's moving. So finally the paramedics came. They checked him out or whatever. Brought him to the hospital. This guy later died the following day. So it was like about 20 hours after he got shot that he passed away. But can you imagine if the paramedics did what they had to do, like their jobs, and checked for a pulse, they would realize that this kid was indeed still alive and could have been saved. I mean, I don't know what kind of life he would have had. I don't know which part of his head he was shot. But we just never know. Chi-town. What's going on over there? What's really good don't in Chi-town? Don't they town Shy. No, it's Chi-town. Chi-town? Gosh. Chi-town. What's going on <laughs> over there? I mean... This kid gets shot, but you know, and again... But talking about desensitizing, the, you know. The, 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 the paramedics. Obviously, tons of people killed and shot all over the place. And they see it happening, and they're just like, yo. Another one bites the dust. Do-dum, do-dum, do-dum. Sad. So, we move on to the situation created by our president with his no... Uh, tolerance policy for people crossing the borders. And Ugh. once they cross the border, the first thing he's doing uh, is that he was separating children 
and moving their parents into detention centers to face criminal charges for coming across the border. Um, we've all heard about this for the past couple of weeks. This has been going on since May. Um, over 2,500 children have been separated from their parents, and now they don't even know how to get all of these children back to their parents. They've had them in detainee camps. Um, so sad. And one kid even said that the camps are so crowded, some children have to sleep standing up because there's not enough space for them to be. And this is happening in America. This is this is America. <laughs> and um, with all of these children, that you could imagine the conditions, poor hygiene, you know, sexual assaults, all kinds of crazy things are probably happening. And now a federal judge has ordered that the Trump administration has 14 to 21 days to get all the kids back with their parents. Thank God. And some advocates are saying that this is going to be a very daunting task because they don't even know where the parents are versus the kids, how they're going to get them back. Some kids are in New York. You know, it's just like everyone has been scattered all around. And to see small children separated from their parents... You know, we get immigration, Trump. We get the fact that you don't want kids to be separated from, you know, for people to be coming across the border illegally. We get it. But on the other hand, there has to be some resource in place that when people get here, either send them back home, which is what you said in your tweets, or <laughs> Twitter, or or find a place where people can be together. You know, just a concept of like, you know, I know she was going to talk about a policy. Told me about this politician that said this is like leaving your child at daycare. You know, Which is so kids, flicking ridiculous. My kids never cry at a daycare because I trained them well to be with <laughs> other people. But you've ever gone into a daycare and see like one kid just crying uncontrollably for a parent, and that's only for a day. Imagine if this has happened for months and months. You've been away from your parent. Just days it's, it's, alone. It's just heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking. And I read an article of a, a father who stayed in Guatemala, and the mother came to America with the kid looking for a better life. And now the child is in a detainee camp, He's in Guatemala. And mother, mother someone, someone. So everybody's separated. I mean, what have we done here? It, it, it just really... It's just these fast decisions that, you know, Trump and his administration makes. And look at the long-term effects it has. Now you guys got to go through the whole hoopla of trying to get these people together. And you think about something, and of course I know there's policies in place, but if someone crosses the border... And I think they had it where it was like more than a certain amount of feet that they're already in if we should prosecute them or not or whatever it might be. But these people, I think it would have been much simpler just to send them back, mm-hmm. you know, just send them back to where they came from. Very simply, um, you know, I don't know the conditions of where these people are running from. I mean, some may be just like just come to America to get a better life, but some might be deplorable conditions. But the bottom line is these are still people's lives. And it's just very sad. Imagine how hard it is going to be to get these people um, you know, reunited with their family. You know, I mean, I'm sorry, but a lot of these Mexicans look alike. These children. Yikes, those heads. But let me tell you, totally yeah. big. But once <laughs> you get them back together, what's the plan to then send them back to Mexico? Like, Her- we reunite you? Let me send you back home to you? Alicia reunited, but yeah, send them back. I mean, and go through the proper channels to get into the country. It's unfortunate, but, you know, as you said, America cannot take in all these immigrants, you know, just for our um country itself so yeah they got to go back unfortunately but let's do it the right way these people they're around they're around these big uh oval offices and these tables and they're in a position to make decisions sit down talk about it and make reasonable logical decisions and where you're still compassionate and have mercy but yet you're upholding to the law that's it that's all trump that's all we're asking and you know we think about trump and remembering millennia trump oh. who decides to go to visit these children and continues that she's going to continue to 
visit more tenth and read and read a script. Sure, kids are safe. Probably not well. And anyway, she goes there. But what troubles us all is her outfit. We're in this jacket that says, I really don't care. Really, Melania? Oh no! And then says, "Oh, I just put it on. Come on, we all know it. Some of us has watched Scandal. Everything is calculated when these people are out in public. Let's be honest here. (laughs) Let's be honest. Shonda Rhimes was showing us some things we didn't know. No one just walks out and says, "Hey, let me just throw this on. Everything is calculated. Cut your shit, Melania. And not only that, why is this jacket that she's wearing being sold for insane prices? On secondhand sites, so like people that have it are selling it. Wow! On this, you know, this is a Zara jacket, so they're selling it at ridiculous prices because Melania wore it. I mean, wouldn't it be the fight for people to say that I will not wear this jacket because of what it stands for now? But again, this is America. Sad. Family matters. Everybody remembers this show. With <laughs> Stefan. That's who I remember. Stefan. We all remember this show. But can we all talk about Darius, who was Eddie Winslow on the show? Darius McCray, who has fallen into financial hardships. Yikes. And on this week, last week, they ordered that he has to pay $29 in child support. For his daughter's star. What? That means he's making what? Oh, his daughter, his daughter, 200? His Zoe. He was on the last TV show star. He, um, his daughter Zoe. He has to make $29 a month. Because he's saying that his monthly salary is only $429. 462. $462. So now he has to make $29 in child support. What the hell? Like, how is he even living? This guy has not been on a real TV show. He was on a soap opera for a while. He was on Star for a couple. For a couple episodes where he was like the molesting stepfather or foster father. Sad. Nothingness. Silence of the lab. Zoe, keep your head up. Twenty nine dollars a month could get you three vanilla chais at Starbucks. (laughs) Well, thank God this guy only has one kid. Can you imagine? Dude, maybe that's the one kid we know about. But due to the racial trader, we feel comfortable that you can go there and spend the money, Zoe. Get some frappuccinos. Thanks. <laughs> well, I must say, it's great to have you back. You guys didn't know, but I missed her. I went to Trinidad and Tobago. Look After I went, just to say that. Hello, sis. <laughs> hello, hello, sis. Okay. But yes, how was your trip? I mean, we didn't even get to catch up in terms of, you know, what you did. How was I it have... to be back for a vacation and not just to do business? Like, how was it? I have it? to tell you, I had a really awesome time in Trinidad. Um, I actually went to Tobago this time for the first time, but I will tell you what I talk about. Trinidad, while I was at, uh, while I was in Trinidad, it was Labor Day, right? So I got to Trinidad like last week Monday, Tuesday was Labor Day, and it's not Labor Day like we do here. Labor Day job in Brooklyn. It's not that. This is like real Labor Day. People show up with their union shirts on. The prime minister was there. Politicians were there. Union members were there talking about the fight and what they need to do. Um, definitively, it was a really great experience. I had wow. a ball. Uh-huh. After this, you know, while this was going on, we did kind of... Walked down, they had a couple tents, you know, they had the carob tent and the punching tent. Uh-huh. That's where I ended up landing. Punching, gotta have the punching. I have to tell you, for those of you that don't know, punching rum is a rum that make in Trinidad. It is not available in America. You cannot get it at all. 
punching rum is 75% proof. Yo, let me tell you, a moment of silence, but I, I try to bring up punching in here and it was unsuccessful because I didn't realize that you could buy punching and duty free to go into Trinidad. I think only two bottles, but to come out, they will not let you fly with punching. This is how potent this joint is. 75% proof. And we start out with me getting to this event and the guys pouring my shot. This is girl like... Wait, wait, shot with something mixed with it? Because we so know how punchy it could be. There's another guy standing on the side of me goes, Whose drink is that? I'm like, I mine. And he's like, No, you mix it up with something. I'm like, I can drink it without mixing. He's like, I don't believe you. Now a challenge has been lead. Smell the challenge. I pick up a glass which has the equivalent of three shot glasses full of punch in. And I downed it in one swoop. In one shot? Folks. Yo. Folks. First of all, wait, 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 wait. To people who don't even know what punch it, first of all, the real fetters and trinities don't drink punching straight. So I don't understand what she thought she was doing here. You got to have it with a little cran water or a little cranberry juice. I don't know why they have cran water. I just don't know. But cranberry juice, something to mix it in. And you have that straight? Three shots? Three shots. And please, let us... one glass. Let us know oh, how to, let us know how the night ended, please. I want you to well, let's not talk how it ended. I want you to know first I had on a pair of shades, you know, it was sunny that day. <laughs> Thank God for the shades. Cause you know, as I finished the drink, the guy turned to me and he says to me, You know what? You can lie with me anytime. I was like, <laughs> I know. At least you got But the what he did not see is the tears seeping out the corners of my eyes behind my sunshade. At least you got the cool points. <laughs> <laughs> Tobago is just a great lime. 
where I stopped drinking punch in, went over to the brown juice. Uh oh. Ended up on the brown so I, juice. Yo, I forgot to tell you, I had these shots called rum chow. Mm-hmm. You know, chow is when you like pickle mix something, pickle a mango, whatever. But they use it with rum, so it's just rum and this chow sauce. With together. fruits in it? No, no. No? Just, just a, the sauce. Just, just the, the sauce. Liquor. Okay. And you drink it in shot form. Great stuff. Delish. Delish. <laughs> and that was my trip to Trinidad. Well, I'm glad you had a good time. I mean. With those mosquitoes in Tobago, watch out. Listen. Watch out now. Watch <laughs> and, out. And I don't no, sort of feel like off is not really working anymore. I'm I don't know what's you, going on. I went into the shower. Off is really working. I took my clothes to jump in. When I look, a bite on my butt. I say, you got to be kidding me, mosquitoes. Huge. Huge. Speaking about your butt and in Trinidad, uh, I saw this video, uh, this Instagram video with Nicki Minaj. Uh, Nicki, you know, everybody you know, everybody knows Nicki Minaj has background from Trinidad. I don't know if she was born there or if she just, her parents are from there. But, this girl was like busting like a real stiff wine in the video, and they were like, "Yeah, um, look at Nikki giving that good Trini wine." Uh, I mean, we'll post it for people to see on the gram, but honestly, it was a bit too stiff for me. Like, I know how it is to do the stiff wine. You know, like when you're in a party and you're kind of like dubbing on a dude, and of course, for me to dub on a dude with that real stiff wine, I gotta really be feeling you, like. And that was obviously prior to my husband. Definitely prior. <laughs> prior. Prior. But what I'm saying is that you give somebody a real stiff wide, and all of a sudden that you feel like a little poke. What not, folks? This is the what not. Like, no one wants to be dancing with somebody and feel like a hard penis. No, it's just not good. But, you know, um, thinking about this, um, you know, tell me, you suddenly about a story in Trinidad about, you know, with your friend. You should probably share with them the friend. So I met. Well, I have a friend in Trinidad who is married. Um, he's been married for 16 years. Uh, and while I was there, he introduced me to his girlfriend. He introduced me to his girlfriend. I, you know, I took a moment of silence there for you all to get this together. He has a wife with children, and he has a whole girlfriend. I mean, he calls her his girlfriend. He's not even saying, like, this is the person I'm cheating with. He's like, yeah, my girlfriend. And I said, so what do you guys do? He's like, oh, we go out to the movies, we go out to dinner. We're having, they're having the full boyfriend and girlfriend experience. And he has a wife. A, a whole wife? wife. <laughs> a whole wife. Not a half of a wife, a whole wife. And definitively, upon hearing this, you know, I, I said to myself, what is this girl's responsibility here? You know, I'm not saying that she's a homeworker. I'm not saying that she's wrong to be in this relationship. I'm not gauging why she's doing it. I don't care. But my question here, and this is what I wanted to talk about, is do the is the person that is cheating, do they have a responsibility to not cheat? Not Wait. To, listen, I didn't say do they have a responsibility to the marriage. Because the, the responsibility to his marriage is it's him. him and his wife. And exactly. His wife. I agree. But when you know that someone is cheating, someone is married, they have a whole wife. A whole husband. How could, you, uh, how could you set up a whole life with this person? Walking around telling people, this is my boyfriend. This is my girlfriend. Well, when you know... Well, I must say, unfortunately, this seems to be very common in Trinidad. I mean, of course, I mean, it happens everywhere. everywhere. Wait, wait. It's everywhere. But what it's to me, when I go there, it's like... You would, you know, you see a married person, they try to talk to you, and it's just like, you're like, hold up, but you're married. And they're like, so are you. Okay, so what? 
it, or it, does, it doesn't even matter. Where I feel like here in America, if I tell somebody I'm married, like you just know that means I'm not interested. Because if I'm mentioning the fact that I'm married and I have a ring on, that means I'm not feeling you. Don't talk to me. But for them, it's like, well, what's the problem? We're both married. Let's just be married and sleeping together. Not a problem. A whole girlfriend. But a whole girlfriend. To your question about the moral responsibility, I absolutely feel that, especially as females, we make it so easy for men to just have about a, two whole marriages. That's what it is. It's, t- it's another marriage in itself, okay? It's another marriage in itself. And it's sad because it's like we don't look out for each other. So it makes it easier for men to get along with this lifestyle that they have where they're just walking around with two whole women. And the thing about it, I don't know. I don't know if this guy, um, does she know? I don't know if this wife knows. Wait, let's pause for a minute. Pretty or ugly, it doesn't matter. Everybody get horned, everybody gets horned. It don't matter. Pretty, ugly, fat, skinny, it is what it is. But here now, does the wife know? Yeah, that's what he I wanted to do. He says, this girlfriend is crazy. Yo, sis, I'm going to have to stop Oh, yeah, and you know you men, the, the females are always so crazy, but y'all love that crazy pussy. Yeah, so, she's so crazy. This girl is so crazy. She's so crazy. This girl is crazy. And I'm like, what do you mean she's crazy? Apparently, he's driving down the street with his wife. The girl sees him driving. She sees a woman in the car, but does not realize it's the wife. She begins to follow them. And she follows them down all the way to wherever they go to stop. And Wait, what do we follow? Like she's driving yeah, following she's them? driving following them. So he doesn't realize... Which is crazy. <laughs> and when they come out the car, the girl jumps out and starts railing up, only to realize it's the wife. And now the girl decides like, oh, you know, sorry, mistaken identity. Are you dumb? <laughs> and the wife is like, uh, what's going on here? And you know, my friend's response to the wife was, all right, I'm busting. He admits it straight up and down? Make a choice. You're in or you're leaving. You're staying what? or you're going. That's it. So I said to him, you didn't apologize? Apologi- apologizing shows weakness. And I have no weakness no. to show. He says, That's- I don't show weakness. So either she's in or she's out. No. That's it. No, I ain't, gonna, yo, I ain't gonna lie. Your friend is mad disrespectful on so many but levels. Was, the wife is still there. But, but, as is the girlfriend. What's sad about this situation is that, first of all, the side chick, a.k.a. mistress, uh, second wife, doesn't even know her place. That's the problem here. Because even if you did see him with another woman... Yeah. Well, then that's her place. No, no, no. It was another woman. And I'm going to tell you. You can't have rules. I was the other woman. You can't have morals all of a sudden. He's cheating with you. Right, with you. Oh, that he can't have another girl. There's another rule. He can't have another, a third wife? That's what she's saying. Why? Are you different? And this is my problem with females. But regardless of that, I get the whole concept of cheating. This is not a cheating conversation. No, it is. (laughs) This is a conversation to ask. Do people have a moral responsibility for yourself, and I'm gonna tell you this: I understand why people cheat, but you know, my friend when it, Wait, why I, do? Wait, wait, wait. Why do people cheat? Since you oh, understand I this, I don't understand why. People cheat. I don't understand why people cheat because you want more. That's the basic premise. People cheat because they want more. It's not enough. I don't know we'll if that's the case either. The drama about why people just so I said this is not a cheating conversation. This, this is a moral thing. Because I'm not talking about why he's cheating. I can tell you several reasons why he feels like he's cheating and why he's a valid to cheat that I've heard from several people. We could talk about this again at another time. I just said, I, I just want to let you know, I heard somebody say, one day you might want salmon, the next day you just want a steak. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. That's true. But, anyways. <laughs> 
This is not a conversation of why men cheat, why women cheat on their husbands. This is a conversation that talks about the other person in this th triangle or rectangle. Do they not have a responsibility as humans to this marriage? I, I don't know. You're giving me the face. I'm giving you the face because I, I understand the question. The, the thing is, is that this person, it should be, actually, we shouldn't even be focusing on the person on the outside. It needs to be the person who is married. I'm not Your talking friend. about them right now. He's but, horrible. But, but that's all that he matters. Because he got married. He Yo, this, this girl is a, she's LeBron. She's a free agent. She can go wherever she wants to go. And this guy, he's married. But why would she? Oh, I mean, there's numerous on. reasons why women would, come on. I'm not asking why she's cheated. But why she's cheating? Why is she <laughs> allowing it to cheat? Why would this woman? What is her responsibility here? Are you responsible when someone is married to cheat on them? Like I always tell people, cheating or sleeping with a married person is a sin that I will never do because I don't want that kind of backlash on me. It's a sin. That, right? Well, there's numerous things a sin that could be backlash, yeah, yeah, but. <laughs> But, you know, I, I get what you're saying. And again, it goes back to what I said about just being females. I mean, I guess males could say the same thing. It's like, you know, you don't allow a man to live such a free life in terms of cheating and having this, you know, when there's somebody else that's involved, and especially when there's children involved. Oh, yeah. You know, I love the kids, but I, I won't know, have any. I don't know how much. But regardless, <laughs> um, I, I, I'm just often mystified by this, um, this, this phenomenon. And we know this is not him alone. We know there's tons of other people doing this. But we talk about ourselves as a, a community, as a country, as a, you know, a place where people Black live, people. You know, as a what we're doing is breaking down Families. the strength of family. Correct. And are we not responsible? Am I not like no. my brother's keeper here in regards to making sure that something that is happening, you know, even if you and your wife are not happy, that's cool. When you and your wife are done, come check for me. If I'm still available, then it's the right time and place. But to set up a whole nother life with somebody else and still require him to be available to you. I mean, while I was there, this girl was texting him like, you're not answering me. What are you doing? I mean, he was with me, but... <laughs> Let's talk about your part in this. But we were not cheating. <laughs> I was almost like... We were not cheating. I was almost like uh, a passenger. Well, let me ask you, did, did his wife know that he was... Uh, with me? Yes. Prouncing around with you? He did. Okay, she okay. Did. And she knew who you were in terms of a friend. I don't know how he sold me to her. So. I don't know what he said. But let me tell you, even to this girl, because at the end, we found out that this girl was able to get something that we needed in Trinidad from, like, one of the government offices. Because she, I mean, and she has a good job and uh -huh. everything. So when we went there, I said to him, tell me what you told her about me. Tell her who, who I am. Who does she think me. I am? Who yeah. do you think I am? She was like, I just told you my friend from the States. I'm like... Nope. I don't I don't Tell me the truth. It needs more. Because I need to be able to defend you. Uh -huh. He's like, no, no, no. Just, I just told you a friend from the States. And we get there, and she's there, and she's talking at the, talking to him. I'm just sitting in the car. You know, in Trinidad, I'm on the the right side, right? So she's standing at my door talking to him through the window because uh -huh. he's on the left-hand side. He's driving. And she's like, um, so what church you go to? I was like, no, she said, so where's your church? So I look around, I'm like, what? what? <laughs> I don't know church here. <laughs> and then it like clicks in my mind. I'm like, 
What's your moral responsibility? Brenda, what is your moral responsibility to the mistress? This is what the question should be. But you know, when we pulled up, I turned to him, I said, you know, this is the same shit I was talking about. I asked you, what did you tell her? Because then I would have been able to keep your story straight instantly when she said it. Oh, your church? I'm like, see? my church? You'd be able to keep his story straight. I would have. Listen, that's my friend. Mm-hmm. I don't agree, and I did chastise him, <laughs> but I'm not sleeping with him. No. Because I understand my moral responsibility Got it. to his marriage. And you know, the thing about it, and this is all jokes aside, because, you know, I'm a married person as well, and so I like to always, you know, think of it in my shoes. So, I mean, that is just unacceptable. And it, <laughs> so, with that being said... All jokes aside, um, absolutely, there is a moral responsibility. And this is males. I don't want to make it seem like it's just females. It's also males' responsibility as well. Because like you said, there is usually families involved. And this is how we're breaking down the black families. And this thing is very sad, especially with this lady. Um, And let's be honest, you know, cheating happens with all ethnicities. Sorry, I can't say this word today. But it happens all across the board here. But the fact, what's very sad also is that the wife allowed this guy to tell her this and make it think it's okay. Like, you know, sometimes somebody is doing something wrong and you're like, but she's making it seem like it's moral. Like, all right, you told me it's either I'm dealing with it or I'm out and I'm going to decide to stay. Just us. It's us. Yeah, we can say for the kids, but... Sure love the kids. What are you going to do? What are you going to do to try to fix this? That was her a- opportunity to hold him by the balls and be like, yo, this has got to stop. Yeah. Well, he did, you know... He probably didn't tell me the whole story. He probably did well, offer assurance. But he tried to show you like he boasted like, you know, yeah. He probably giving me the real story. But to hear that kind of story about somebody sad. going down the street and this girl tracking them down. But you know you what? Know, and then coming after the E. No, but you know what? This this female that you're um, referring to, she's she'll never be, be very insecure. She'll never fully be happy because if, if you're making your life somebody else's uh, somebody else that belongs to someone else, that's very sad because at the end of the day, you're always number two. Always. If that. Never number one. I don't care what nobody says. No woman feels good not being number one. Right. No one. So, but I mean, when you're comfortable with your place as number two. But, you, but, you're, but, but you're really not comfortable because you always know at the end of the night, he got to go home. So married dude, he got to go home. So, I mean, it's sad regardless, you know, her moral responsibility, she's, you know, hindering. You know, and I'm, we're going to put a poll up on this on, on this podcast family and talk about it next week. Does the mistress or the mister, <laughs> mister. <laughs> have, a moral have a moral responsibility to my marriage? Correct. You know, again, I know this is not us talking about, am I wrong? Is a husband wrong for cheating on his wife? Yeah. Is a wife wrong for we cheating on his husband? We're not talking about that. We're talking about... Does the outside person have a responsibility? And my answer to this is yes. Yeah, of course. Because I think that what we're doing as a people, not even only black people, but all people, it's just breaking down relationships and hurting these kids. Come yeah. on. We're already separating them at the border, man. We don't have to hurt them inside the border. <laughs> yes, I mean, that's a, that's a situation there. I don't know. I don't know what penis that guy has, but uh, anyways. I had it's nothing to do it with must that. Be a no. it has to, be a no. <laughs> to share it and people know it's being shared. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't, know. I don't want to get involved, but definitively, it has to be a no. So, I mean, well, it's like you know, Brenda said, we'll post a poll and you, you let. Oh God! <laughs> so you guys will let us on the gram. So you guys will let us know. <laughs> Hit us up. Tan folks, I want you to know. I'm like, 
Chocolatey though. Lies. This is what I bet you. Lies. She looks no different. It's okay though. It's okay, sis. Chocolatey. But this is it for our show. We'll see you guys or talk to you guys more so next week. Remember the real rated and raw experience. Tell your friends about us. Later. (laughs)